Nazis, 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 Nazis. We finally get back to talking about the only thing we talk about. Nazis. Oh, that's a good cold open. <laughs> make believe money. Make believe money. Three fine folks discuss fictional finance. Make believe money. Welcome to Make Believe Money. I'm Liz. I'm Damon. I'm Dan. Dan. What are we talking about? Nazis, Nazis, <laughs> Nazis. <laughs> no, uh, we're going to talk about Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. All right. I was really tempted to sing the song there, and suddenly my brain got stuck, and I went in my head, I was like, nope, 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 go to the other nope. one, go and to the other one. The other one that you could go to is Star Wars, except that I have Indiana Jones firmly stuck in my head right now, so I can't think of what the Star Wars one is. Well, here's the fun fact. I do have the Indiana Jones one stuck in my head. Well, here's the other thing I will say. Uh, I watched this last night to do this recording a couple nights ago, and I love this movie. I don't know why I watched it. Well, I watched it because I wanted to watch it. <laughs> I love this movie. I don't know why I, I mean, it's not it. like I needed help with the plot. Good but, point. Um, I also love Star Wars. They're both John Williams. He steals from himself all the time. These soundtracks, unless you know both movies well... It would be fun to go to a trivia and like put on one track after the other and be like, which one is this one? Because I think people would not do as well as they think they would do. No, absolutely oh, not. there's like 40 years of that, I think. And like All when they John play Williams. it at the park, like you only know where you're at because you have a program, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely. They also use a lot of the same sound effects, too. There's like a couple of cars starting that clearly sound like TIE fighters going by. And there's a couple <laughs> of things like there's a couple of things that you're like, hmm, borrowed. <laughs> well, uh, good Whatever. artists steal from themselves. It was the 80s. We had like six movies. Come, yeah, that's come some slack. One There's Wilhelm also scream a beautiful Wilhelm scream in this one, too. <laughs> Guy gets thrown out yeah, from the back car? of a truck into the windshield of a car, and he it, goes, Whoa! That scream is like, like even before you know that it's in everything, it's so like individual. Like I've never actually heard a person scream that way no. outside of the Wilhelm scream, so I'm not sure why they use it for like literally everything. I feel that same way about... Because it's this free. Is, it is free. But there's this one that I know of. Uh, you know that kid laughing sound that at the very end of the Rugrats credits when it was like the Klasky Supo like oh, yeah. thing, the like kids were giggle. It's in everything. It's hmm. in like the theme song to Are You Afraid of the Dark? It's in the end of that thing in Rugrats. It was in Sabrina the Teenage Witch, is like the Chilling Adventures the like, new one? holiday yeah. episode. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that those children are older than me. Like... <laughs> And we're still using the like, ha, 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 like children laughing, laughing. And there's that scream from Aureal Monsters that shows up everywhere. That that one sounds more like a scream that happens in real life. But that was the, the scream from Princess Bride when yeah. he's in the chamber thingy. That one's also probably not free. Well, so. I think that there's like a sound database that you either pay for access to and rights for or is like accessible to everyone working for a particular studio. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the type of scenario. But, like, I think, like, the Wilhelm scream, the original one happened so long ago. Not that I think it's technically public domain, That'd but, like... like, 1928 now? Uh, 1929. Yeah. Yeah, they just released the first new things in 20 years, right? First new what? Public domain Oh, material. yes, it's been a while. But, yeah, yeah so they just released yeah. some new stuff. Um. But I think it's one of those things that like somebody just didn't like file the proper paperwork, so it's technically in public domain like type the of thing. Happy birthday song. Yes. Like that happy birthday. Which we song. can now use. So. Happy <laughs> birthday to no one. <laughs> uh, so wait, what? Okay. Uh, Where's the money, Dan? No, we do plot and we do ratings. You remember how this goes? I don't. I'm 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 acting angry so I could cover up my own faults. <laughs> anyway, let's do plot. You want to do plot? For the one person who hasn't... Oh, Liz, what are you about to say? I was going to say, I don't feel confident doing plot. You don't feel confident? To tip my hat toward my rating, Mm. I don't feel confident doing the plot. Mm. Damon, do you want to do plot? Mm. Sure, I can. (laughs) Um, So, uh, Dr. Henry Jones is a uh, university professor, but also a part-time adventurer whose primary... whose reason for doing so is... Seemingly stealing, um, <laughs> stealing native artifacts before 
less savory people steal them for, for nefarious purposes, purposes so they can instead go sit in a museum like everything else we've stolen from Native peoples. When you look at well, it back on it. it that way. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. I had that thought as I was watching it through the, this lens. I was like, this is not great. Yeah. Like, this is that argument of like, well, I'm only doing it so somebody worse doesn't do it. And I was like, well, that's still kind of bad. your reason yeah. the best reason. Yeah, nowadays I feel like uh, museums have been mostly pretty good about like conferring with other museums to get artifacts that belong in certain places back towards those places. I feel like middle-tier museums have been good about that. That's fair. I feel like the big museums are going, F you, we're... Mine, mine, mine. I don't want to like... I don't want to say any bad... I don't want to say any names that get us sued, but... The premier museum in pick country, because most country has like one you've heard of. Yeah. Those people don't. They, they don't, don't care to they do don't, it back. They don't deal. No. Yeah. Um, I actually don't. I know that he, anytime that he is just like talking to that like suit who like sends him on all of his missions. Dr. I, Brody. Is it Dr. Brody? Yeah. His yeah. M. Yeah. Oh. I, like, zone out every time they're talking. <laughs> and I'm just like, whatever, get to the Nazis already. <laughs> like, I want to see somebody guys. punch a Nazi. Yeah. Um, so I don't really know. I know that uh, the nefarious people, spoiler, Nazis, um, at the heart of the conflict are going to steal an artifact that uh, Dr. Jones's ex-girlfriend has that her, from her father that is supposedly some sort of um, artifact that will lead you to the location of the Ark of the Covenant. Oh, I see. It's the back of the Declaration of Independence. Correct. <laughs> kind of. Um, so he goes to um, somewhere in the Himalayas, Nepal, I believe, yep. in order to um, intervene before they get there. They beat him there. He actually a, beats them there. Oh, they do. They but come he in. he doesn't know how hot they are on his trail. So yeah. he's like, hey, can I have this artifact? And he has a sordid past with this girl. And she's like, I'll think about it. Come back tomorrow. And then they like, he leaves and they walk in right after him. Oh. You don't know necessarily. It's not really implied whether they follow him there or whether they knew to go there and just happened to arrive right behind him or. But he comes back because no, he's there for the fight. Never mind. It is implied that they know he's going. Because the torturer guy, he's the only name I actually don't know, um, is on the plane with him. He, like, looks over a, a magazine. The hat, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I forgot that character's name, too. Yeah. Belloc is the bad, uh, the bad guy um, archaeologist, and Dietrich is the head Nazi, but I don't remember that guy's name. Yeah. Um, but he's got his little coat hanger, so... So anyway, a fight ensues. Um, the artifact gets caught in a fire briefly, and the Nazi with the hat um, goes to reach for it and burns his uh, hand, oh. capturing half the impression of the artifact um, that the Nazis used to try and recreate the staff that is actually supposed to lead you to the um, the location of the Ark. Is the Nazi with the hat the face melty one? They're all the face melting one, but he oh, is yes, the face, the face melting, melting one. Yeah. The one yes. from all the gifts. He's yeah. the face melting one because the uh, the French guy is the one whose head explodes, and the other one I don't remember what happens to him. He like uh, turns to dust. Mm. Oh, yeah. He like turns into like a de- uh, desiccated he, like, skeleton in on himself. Yeah, it was like industrial light and magic being like, ooh, ooh, how many ways can we make <laughs> a human crumble away? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's corny, but for a movie made when this was made. It doesn't, it doesn't look too bad. I mean, yeah. they were really... I'd innovative. be freaked out. Especially the face melty one. Like, I would have been freaked out. In yeah. sitting that in the one is, like, kind of nuts how they had to do that. Like, the it's, uh, like, wax face that they melted. Mm-hmm. That's weird. I can't believe people in that time felt it was okay to do wax face. <laughs> um, so, Indiana Jones <gasps> and uh, Marion, the lady who... Marion the librarian. Um, who owns the the artifact. I forget what it is. It's not technically an amulet. It's like, it's on a string, so it's an yeah, amulet. Yeah, they call Whatever. it the Staff of Ra. Yeah. But I that's like the whole Staffs thing. Staffs need sticks. Oh. Well, yeah. because, so the thing is, 
this amulet goes on top of a staff. Oh. And then when light comes into a certain room at a certain time, it shines through the staff to show you where the hidden room is, where the artifact's at. I'm remembering this movie. So because the Nazis only have one side, they make the wrong size staff. Because on the amulet it says, hey, the staff should be this high. And then on the other side it says, but take some of that away to show our devotion to God. And they don't know to take some of it away. Oh. Yeah. Is the idea. So they're digging in the wrong place. Gotcha. Yeah. As so they say in unison. They wind up in uh, Cairo to um, try and uh, find the location of the Ark. Um, a bunch of hijinks ensue. Um, a lot of people got... Uh, dysentery and really didn't want to make a movie anymore. <laughs> oh, in uh, real life. In real yes, life. In real yeah. life. That's one of yeah. the classic movie like stories is yeah, they had the big huge sword fight planned and Harrison Ford was super sick and so they rewrote it. If by super sick you mean super shitting as <laughs> like, if you make me swing a sword, I cannot promise my butthole will stay close and you're filming me from behind. <laughs> Which I mean, can any of us? Swords are scary things. I was going to say, yeah, uh, if I flail my arms too hard, there's no guarantee. <laughs> <laughs> We're all getting older. Um, that's why, like, you know, old people, when they, like, do the, the water aerobics, that's why they're gently. in the water. It's very gentle. <laughs> but, yeah, that's why he instead just pulls out his gun and shoots the guy before the big fight. Which is genius and never would have happened if Harrison Ford wasn't shitting himself. <laughs> exactly. So don't say dysentery has never brought us anything, folks. Um, so they wind up finding the, the ultimate location of the Ark. Um, there's more hijinks where they get stuck in a pit and then there's a fight on an airplane and then they wind up on a submarine. Wait, how? So they and actually then... fight on the airplane. On the ground. Yes. On they the fight ground. around an airplane, actually. Is the submarine underwater? Yes. The submarine is underwater. I don't remember this movie. Yeah, Yeah, they're like taking the Ark out of town and then they get stopped by a German U-boat and he sneaks sneaks on the submarine. But the end of it happens in a like sand pit. They go to an island. Yes. Okay. So the idea is like they are going to deliver the Ark. The Nazis get the Ark back and they're going to deliver it to Hitler. But they need to test it basically first because it supposedly has godly powers to like destroy all your enemies and grant you anything you wish you're kind of hand waving implied that it's very powerful deus ex machina mcguffin deus ex mcguffin yep so they decide to go to this island to do the ceremony you need to do to open it to harness its abilities sure you kind of get the idea that the other uh, archaeologist has kind of been playing this angle for a while that he's working for the nazis because they have manpower but he wants to just like see Have it the and power study for himself. it and maybe potentially take the power for himself if he can. I get it. That's how I'd be not working with Nazis, but like I'd be interested. I take it back what I said because it does imply I'd work with Nazis. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I think Liz is a collaborator. I think we just learned something about Liz. No. <laughs> I don't know how many times on this podcast I have to say it, but I'll say it one more time. I am firmly against Nazis. I don't know. And I don't care who takes that the wrong way. It should not be a controversial thing to say. I am firmly anti-Nazi. <laughs> um... <laughs> Damon, you want to go ahead and say your anti-Nazi? Word? I am also anti-Nazi. <laughs> I was debating. We had a moment. I wish that we were better at like retract, at actually retracting this kind of stuff because this might technically be libelous. But or slander, slanderous, well, slanderous. Well, if you say it, I'll get it. You'll get it. I think it'd be funny if you just took the person's name out, if you could. Um, but basically, over Christmas, we were talking. I don't know how we got on the subject, but basically, um, Liz's sister gave us this little piece of trivia that. <laughs> Um, from like, I know who she is. Not. She's very attractive. Yeah. Um, really? She. She used to be. I don't know. I think she looked like a Q-tip. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, so Liz's sister brought up this little piece of trivia that she speaks Spanish as like her native language, and I was like, Oh, I oh, have no idea. Yeah, that's either. very interesting. She's very Anglican for like, uh, a native Spanish speaker. A native I don't Spanish know that speaker. This is libelous because. We don't know if it's true. We don't know if it's <laughs> true. We don't know. The, so I'm getting to the slander. I'm getting to the slanderous part. You cover your sister's ass. <laughs> Honestly. I'm getting to the slanderous part. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. I wonder how her family wound up in Argentina. Argentina. Fled from, fled from well, persecution. Her after grandfather's after name was something. Adolf Wilhelm. <laughs> <laughs> her grandfather's name was something super. Super German. (laughs) And he came from Germany in In 1946. 
Uh, in so. all seriousness, when I was in Peru studying abroad with my teachers, it was a married couple who were both from Peru, so they took a group of students. And when we went to the big city, not the small cities, but when we went to the big city, we were like, what should we get here? And they were like, well, we're going to go here. Anybody can join us or people can do their own thing. But we really recommend you get Japanese food because the Japanese food is the best in the world after Japan. And we were like, why? And they're like, oh, people who didn't want to be prosecuted for war crimes came to South America and brought their culture with them. And we're like, cool. wait, really? And they're like, yeah. I mean, uh, they're all dead, so it's fine now. And we're like, is it? Okay. <laughs> so we're just socializing with the grandchildren of war criminals. Well, you can't blame grandchildren yeah, for what their grandparents their did. It's fault that they were born and everything. Oh, man, I don't feel good about it, though. But was yeah, the we're going to cut all this good? out. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> it was really good. Yeah, not to be... I don't think it's libelous to say Alice <laughs> is a great actress and very smart. And, and is from Argentina and, and has a German grandfather. Argentina, she's I'm got a German grandfather. I'm going to let everyone else make their own... own. Implications. I don't think we need well, to edit out her name. I have said no bad things about her, and yeah. I think her granddad is long dead. Hopefully. <laughs> I mean, not, <laughs> <laughs> not hopefully, as in I don't wish he was dead, but can you be libelous against a dead person? Probably, right? I think you can. Uh, depends on if somebody's protecting their Also, we're saying IP. all this, so I'm pretty sure it's slander. Slander. Yeah, you're right. I you're right. it's slander. But if anybody's reading this in a transcript, it's liable. <laughs> um, that's true. Uh, I'm, so, I random don't... money thing. Go get an umbrella policy. It protects you from lander. 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 That's my shorthand Lander and slible. Yeah, <laughs> lander and slible. Uh, when your normal homeowner's insurance uh, liability coverage does not. That's weird. I didn't know that you could be protected from those things. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can't. So, like all insurance, if you let your own house on fire, they will pay your insurance claim. If you knowingly do a thing that you're going to get sued for, they won't pay it. But if you accidentally insinuate that <laughs> granddad might have been a Nazi and you have an umbrella policy, which maybe we do, uh, then you would be okay. Yes, but that's a double-edged sword if you want to say maybe we do. Because on one hand, if you don't, she's going to be like, why would I sue you? You're not worth anything. But if you do, then she has a reason to come after you. We have absolutely no money, and this, the, the policy doesn't cover a lot, but we have one. Oh, cool. Then you have nothing to, with which to hire a lawyer. She's coming after you God now. damn it, Dan. There's no this good like out. Those choose-your-own-adventure books that I would that stress me death. out so hard. <laughs> I always read the Goosebumps books once, and I would keep a finger in where I thought there was a safe spot, and then I would fall asleep on the book and lose the finger spot, and then I would have to go back and figure out where I was. I cheated real hard in those books. We got that, but welcome to being anyone under 14 reading books. That's a good point. I, maybe that says a lot about me that I have carried a lot of guilt about that. <laughs> There's been a, there was a couple times in my life where I was convinced there was no winning end, so I just read it cover to cover. Oh. Literally just would like read like this, these two the this is two pages you could die this way, two pages you could die this way, two pages, hey, you survived. Horribly mutilated. Wait a I second. <laughs> Most of those books, especially the ones that had the like white cover with the like 70s illustrations on them, from the 70s, they were, like, often you could not live. Also, a lot of them have, like, scenarios you can't get to. Like, mm. buried in the middle of the book. Like Bendersnatch. Yeah. Have you watched that? I haven't yet. It's on my list, but I was reading something that said, like, there's apparently five hours of filming there. But you can only access, like, three. And they were, the one of the people who made it is actually, it's, like, pretty convinced no one will ever get past four or something. They're, like, they're so buried. And then I was like, man, the internet's a thing. It's just like, we'll get there you have week. to hit like the right combination of it sequences. It is like, yeah, a, so, you know, up, you, down, up, down, A, B, A, B, whatever. I, like, yeah, woo. Is there such an option to put a Konami code in? But like, also, it, it's, uh, we, none of us have watched it, so we don't actually know. But like, does it have like spots where you have to stop and pick a choice? Or mm -hmm. yeah. you, oh, okay. Yeah. So then, like, yeah, there you can't play it on certain. You can't play it on certain devices. devices. It doesn't like it doesn't work on Apple TV because I don't oh. think they have enough or the right ability to do certain inputs. You need Weird. certain like UI input in order to like. Yeah, I haven't tried it on my smart TV, but if it doesn't work, I'll you know play it on my computer, or my iPad, or something. But oh. there are certain things that is just like nope. Weird. Yeah, I think my. TV will work because it has like a QWERTY keyboard and the arrows and everything, but I'd have to try it to find out. Oh, yeah, I didn't think about that. I I don't know. Half of it, half of me is really excited to try that, and half of me is like exhausted by the idea of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sitting here to watch my brain melt. Don't make me think. Right? Yeah, we're like. Also, there's no way you have a good enough plot to make me rewatch all of that enough times to get to all your endings. I also don't want to watch like two minutes of television. 
with 30 second interruptions for <laughs> well like i try to figure out hours. how to input a thing yeah my bigger thing is i don't know maybe this is just me and the the world and the age we're in i would love for that to have been done with something that's not gonna make me feel horrible oh yeah like yeah. they're gonna put me in a sophie's choice where i like you know eat the dead body or kill the child or right. something and i'm like oh man i don't I don't really want to. And something innocuous you do in the beginning will definitely mean that someone important dies later on. Right. Like, and I'm ah. like, oh, I'm going to feel bad. And like, <laughs> I feel bad normally. I was going to say. I need to feel more bad. Just generally, I ride at a low level of anxiety <laughs> and I'm forming an ulcer as we speak. <laughs> I don't need this show. Yeah, Black Mirror was fun in 2016. No. 2015. Yes. Early 2016. 2016 up till, let's call it mid-November, just hypothetically. Yeah, you know, just thinking about it. Just to pick a date. (laughs) Randomly. Off the top of my head. Have we gotten to the money Speaking on Nazis. (laughs) No, we're about to. Okay, great. Oh, we didn't do our ratings. Let's do those super fast. I am going to give myself... Well, I am going to... I said hyper fast, but now I'm going to qualify it. There it is. (laughs) I'm going to give myself an eight and a half without Crystal Skull... Oh. And something lower with Crystal Skull because I watched that shit twice and was like, I can't go back. You watched Crystal Skull twice? I, I was going to give myself a higher rating because I, I sat through it once. I watched it once in theaters and then I decided like a year and a half later that maybe it wasn't as bad as I remembered. Mm-mm. I was incorrect. Yeah, remember when they were trying to make Shia LaBeouf the new Harrison Ford? Like, yeah. real hard. I watched him swing on a vine of monkeys. That's the thing I watched. Yeah. Anywho, I've seen the first three a million times. And by that, I mean I've seen the first one and the la- and the oh, third, third one, one. 800,050 times and <laughs> Temple of Doom enough to be literate. <laughs> and then Crystal Skull, Skull twice. That's fair. Kaliban. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, I'll do a seven then. Um, I enjoy them quite a bit. I am definitely the most versed in Raiders just because I think it's an excellent movie. It's like an excellently like produced thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's diminishing returns on both on all of the sequels, but, um, but yeah, I think that uh, just the sheer volume with which I've seen Raiders, I think I can stand on a seven pretty confidently. It's temple. One that has data from Goonies in it, but it's not data from Goonies. <laughs> the little, it little is, boy. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Short, short round. round. His name's Short Round? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And the third one has Sean Connery. Yes. 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 Uh, so. Well, you don't, they don't tell you that. They don't. They kind of imply that Short Round grows up to be him. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. I, that checks out. <laughs> I just wanted to test Liz's rating. You're the man now, dog. <laughs> <laughs> um. I uh, actually will probably give myself a two, and it is mostly because I've seen Last Crusade a bunch of times. Because you have seen Crystal Skull at all. And I have seen Crystal Skull one time. Uh, I've seen Crystal Skull. I remember a lot of it and how disappointed I was in it. And I've seen The Last Crusade a bunch because my mom had a thing for Sean Connery. Absent the whole he just beats women for fun thing. Uh, (laughs) No one is a good person. Not for fun, (laughs) for discipline. No one is a good person. <laughs> oh, my uh, God. Anyway, if you can, like, <laughs> divorce yourself from the idea of what Sean Connery is like right. as a person. He would still be acting if he understood what The Lord of the Rings was about. That's true. <laughs> is he still alive? Yeah, he's still alive. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He didn't act he hasn't. He hasn't made a movie in, since like, 15 Forrester? years. No, since uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Oh, that's right. Where he yeah. had a really bad toupee. Yep. Seeing that movie, can I bump my rating up for that? Sure. I've seen that movie a lot. You know how many times I've seen that movie? The entire time was on HBO from the first 20 I minutes to the last 20 minutes and nothing before or after. Movie, but like in a weird, I kind of liked it for what it was, but was at the same time disappointed in how much more it could have been. Yeah. yeah. yeah that whole idea of like a shared universe of like Victorian stuff is just cool. So well, they keep like, coming back to it all the time. Like Penny Dreadful does it too. And they're all comics first, mostly. Uh, Penny Dreville's a comic what, too, I think. I think Penny Dreville was just a novel. Well, if it was it's anything, a comic was a now. novel. Um, probably. Okay. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen was, a, it was uh, an Alan Moore, an Alan Moore comic first, though. Yeah. Uh, um, but 
yeah, it's always an interesting idea that never gets taken to like movies or things quite as successfully as it maybe could be. Yeah, the last thing I see him in here is for 2012. And honestly, a lot of these are like, yeah, it's really League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. There's a TV documentary, a video game voice. And he did like a video game voice? Else. Well, as James Bond. Oh, they probably just took it. And that was just lifted straight sure from. It lifted straight from. And credited From him. Russia with Love. Oh, yeah, so. oh, oh, okay. Well, then that's fine. Yeah, I mean, he's not a great person, but he's a fun actor. Uh, I think you could say that a lot of, about a lot of a lot of people, mostly men. It's weird. Um, uh, but and I've seen women that will one be a allowed bunch. to be monsters someday. Someday, <laughs> hold honestly. On. Well, that's the thing I'm we thinking about. Is like, started do you know how Tina many Fey? women serial killers probably exist that no one will ever fi- figure out about because like no one's no one's looking for better them. At it. And women are better at are it. Are you <laughs> implying something, Liz? Absolutely not. Drink your tea. <laughs> um, but I've seen I've seen Last Crusade a whole bunch of times. I don't think I've ever seen Temple of Doom, so it was weird. Is it the lady from Temple of Doom the ones in Crystal Skull? No, that's no. lady from the that's Raiders. 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 Yeah. Okay, I have seen bits and bobs of Raiders. I imagine I have watched it all the way through at one point, but I've mostly just seen the scene where Harrison Ford is trying desperately to keep his butthole together, <laughs> <laughs> and the face melty scene. It's worth it, I think. I, like, I absolutely want to watch it again. Movie. I just haven't, like, you know, the w- world is wide and vast, and uh, yeah. occasionally yeah. it occurs to me and it would be nice to watch it Who's got time to watch movies from 40 years ago? Exactly. Like, yeah. Unless they're on HBO and your dad falls asleep in front of them. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, but I would like to watch that one again, actually. It's made me think that I actually really enjoy the Indiana Jones universe a lot more than I enjoy the Star Wars universe. Also, there's, like, some more women in the... <laughs> Indiana Jones universe. Not Here's a lot. Incorrect. Just one. a couple. <laughs> there's pretty much one per movie. Yeah, yeah. But there's one across all the movies in Star Wars. Mon Manta. All right. You go there. <laughs> She's fine. Tell me about her inner life. What is she like? Well, you see, if you read this seven novel series. I actually was None of those are canon anymore, and you Uh, all know She gets poisoned by a bunch of tiny robots that one of the Jedi Luke trains pulls out individually out of her blood. It's a pretty cool scene. Ew. In the books? Yes, of course, in the books. Of course, in the books. That sounds like a tedious thing to film. Did you miss that scene? (laughs) In Last Jedi? Look, you (laughs) were in Last Jedi. Or Rogue One was the one she was in. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh... Of the things, of the like cool adventure movies that I was super into, but had very few women in them, I found uh, Indiana Jones more compelling. I will say, I like uh, Marion's character. She's a little more spunky. That's fair. And then, like, you know, you get a new char- woman character every time. That's like, like why movie. I liked Bond movies. <laughs> well, the There's whole... a new woman character. There's a new set of boobs every time. <laughs> for whatever reason, they made, I think they like wanted to skip the not. They, for whatever reason, they wanted to skip the Nazi thing with the second one. So that's why it's a, a prequel. Oh, the and second then, one's a prequel? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It takes place like five years before Raiders. Does I think. that little like boy that. die? No. What no, he grows up to be Sean Connery. Yeah, we've covered this. <laughs> we did cover that. Um, Indiana was the name of the dog. <laughs> <laughs> He's later Indiana's father. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, and also I think Marion's actor just wanted to go and do anything other else. anything else. That's fair. Yeah. yeah, I think after you were and then thirty Lucas, years like happened and two thousand eight came around and she was like, "Yeah, I'll I'll do anything. I'll get paid." <laughs> oh sure, work. You remember sure. me? <laughs> she probably done other things. I don't know, man. I man, feel like she was a that guy from that period, but I don't really remember. Probably, but I think about like Leah Thompson has had a relatively successful career for like like women who star in movies that are just about men like she's done okay but that's like you could be in a very super successful movie like that from the 80s and if you were not marty mcfly or indiana jones or any of the men surrounding them that was like your movie that you did that one time wasn't that great especially if you were in a relationship with the director and then you weren't in a relationship anymore and then that director like kept you from being in any other movie ever. Clint Eastwood, I'm calling you out. She's done a lot of things. Wasn't she kind of a scream queen, maybe? That I was about to say that oh, yeah? I have not heard of. The only thing I know that she was in, she was in Animal House. Oh. Yeah. And she was in The Sandlot. She was the mom in The Sandlot. Guess what really? Yeah. Do you not know oh, that? I did not know that. 
Animal House? Neither. Both. Oh, the I don't Neither of them. Oh, Liz. I know. Literally, this weekend. What are you doing? <laughs> watch Animal House. I love that movie. Okay. <laughs> Get drunk and watch Animal House, and then we'll play... I feel like that's the only way you can. Uh, something. Yeah. Uh-huh. And we'll play something. Animal House. Anywho. <laughs> that is not the theme is from Animal the theme House. Did I ever tell you the story about... Uh, I won't call him out by name, but most of the people who listen to this podcast, my mother and sister already know. A friend of ours, uh, we were doing an improv scene and it was like that short form game where you all had a party quirk and his thing was he could only speak in TV show theme songs and he was silent the whole time. <laughs> and we were like, what the hell, dude? Why didn't you, you say anything? Yeah, we couldn't help you out. And he was like, I could only think of one theme song and I was pretty sure it was wrong. And we were like, which theme song? And he's like, the Jeffersons. And we're like, how did you think that it went? And he went... The Jeffersons. The Jeffersons. <laughs> so he nailed it. <laughs> he got he it. Got in one. <laughs> Go with your gut is the moral of the story. So. so money. 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 Yeah, I forgot that part about this there podcast. There isn't a lot of actual money in Indiana Wait, Jones. did I do my rating? Yeah, yeah. you said two. Oh. And there then, isn't a lot of money in Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> there isn't actually a lot of money in Indiana Jones. And you get the impression here, actually, that He's getting paid by the government. Oh. Uh, normally, you know that he get the museum. They don't yeah. really say what museum, but the museum pays for his stuff. Mm-hmm. And actually, yeah. when he's even talking to his little his friend at the university, he says, "We'll buy these things, no questions asked. Like we'll buy whatever pieces you brought us." I don't know why I just did the Jedi, <laughs> the Jedi symbol. <laughs> these are not the droids you're looking yeah, for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but in this case, they get approached by the U.S. military to go find this thing and then given zero support to go find this thing other than seemingly pay. Do you think he's a librarian from that crappy made-for-TV movie, The Librarian? Oh. Are they like an order of people? They're like an organization. They're like a clandestine organization of people. Do they exist in the shared universe? I, this is just headcanon that I'm making now, but I think that he I might be argue, like a low-order librarian. If Noah maybe. Wiley and Harrison Ford could be in a thing together, I'd be really happy about it. Also, what happened to Noah Wiley? He was so hot. He made librarian spinoffs for like 12 years. <laughs> He's retired <laughs> happily. <off laughs> yeah. <of me>. yeah. <laughs> Very fair. They had a series a couple years ago. They did. Yeah. It looked fun. I've never yeah. watched those movies, though. They seem so cool. Yeah, I mean, they're like low-rent Indiana Jones. Like, yeah, yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. I was a big fan of all the like Indiana Jones varietals, young yeah. Indiana Jones even. Yeah, you could argue he's a librarian. Okay, that's my headcanon now. All right. All right, yeah. you heard it here first. But anyway, and so only. it's implied that the military is paying for all of this. Yeah. So the only real money we do get is that he promises Marion, he offers her 3000 bucks. To give him the staff amulet. of Ra, the amulet yeah. of Ra, whatever it is. Um, and another 2000 when she gets back to the States. And her response is, well, it's enough to get me home, but not in style. And then she, like, wants, and then her bar burns down, including the money. Uh. And so she's like, now I'm partners with you because I'm going to go with you till we find this arc, and then I'm going to get paid with you, mm-hmm. is, is what you get implied. So I wanted to decide if, like all screenwriters, they forgot about inflation. Oh, probably, right? And yeah. I'm pretty sure they straight up did. Because I did the math. So this takes place in, I think it was 19, I have it written down somewhere, 1936. 30s, yeah. yeah. I knew it was in the, like, mid-30s. Um, and so at that point, and I didn't even use, like, the standard 2-3%. Like, I went back to our Hamilton spreadsheet and used yeah. that. Yeah, the okay. Hamilton calculator is one of the items in the librarian's library. The right, exactly. <laughs> it's an abacus, but it's, like, real cool. Yeah. Yeah, so I even used, like, actual inflation numbers since 1936. Turns out five grand is $91,700. So 3000 of that is $55,000. Wow. It's enough to get her back in style. In Nepal. Well, now remember how planes were. <laughs> so that's actually what I think is interesting. So what I did next is I added up all the flights that they go on uh-huh. uh, today. Okay. So he's offering, he needs to go, I actually think I even added one too many. I did because I looked up his flight to Marrakesh, but he actually doesn't take that one. He just talks about taking that one. 
So a flight from, it actually shows him leaving California, even though it says, it implies their universities in New Jersey. I don't really know why, or Connecticut or somewhere out east. Well, sometimes you have to do that flight where you get like, you know, when you try to fly across the sea, you had to go to New York first and right. then you take the flight. But anyway, so from California to Nepal, currently, is somewhere between 800 to $1,200. Wow. And then from Nepal to Egypt is somewhere between 650 and 850 So all in, you're talking about $2,100 on the high range. And she doesn't think she can get back on fi- the equivalent of $55,000? Well, I'm trying to think about, like, you know, commercial, like, passenger airlines weren't as big of a deal. So that's actually what I came to is yeah. I think they were still way off, frankly. Probably. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Like, by the thousands. <laughs> However, I do wonder if this is one of those cases we've talked about, not since so much since the 30s, but especially we talked about it, like, from the 1700s to the, like, 2000s. There was way less inflation than I thought mm-hmm. because there was serious periods of deflations and certain things being deflated. I think this might be one of those instances. Well, in the middle like, of the Depression, be- right? Well, not only because of the Depression, just because of technology tends to deflate other than iPhones, right? Like a computer was a trillion dollars in that their time's money when it took up a whole yeah. room. Now, yeah. because it's so much quicker and easier and cheaper to build, it's but actually just less. just they didn't exist yet. Right. But it, yeah. I mean, it's just like less, it's less expensive per the technology. It's gotten so much more efficient that it's, while gone up in absolute price, probably come down in, like, compared to inflation. Yeah. And I don't know that for sure with computers, but I would bet you that has happened with airplanes. I would bet. Where it's gotten so much better and so much more efficient, and they now shove you in like cattle and don't serve you oh, meals. Yeah, no. and that, like, I bet you the actual price, at least per mile, and probably just overall, may have actually come down over time. Well, I also wonder, like, I don't know that commercial air flight, as we understand it, really un- existed Yeah, like, here. would you... You would have been on a like maybe on a military. I think you're flight. on like military flights and like cargo vessels and like and maybe things of that nature. Boats more often than it not. does yeah. imply. I mean, in every trip he takes, they do a nice job of they bounce it all over the place. Yeah. So the one from like actually California to Nepal, they imply goes from California to Hawaii to the Philippines to Nepal. Do they do the dotted line on the map yep. thing? Okay. Yeah. And then from Nepal, it goes to Karachi, then it goes to Iraq, and then it goes to Egypt. So yeah. Like, Short and they flights. don't give you the impression of whether those are boats or driving or I think the compression flights. of time makes it you're led to believe that it's, it's flights. flights. And I think it's all like a little plane. A little marker. Yeah. Like animated little thing that's moving around the map. But well, well I would believe that because like when did Amelia Earhart, I mean, she was definitely not the, like Lindbergh, when did he um, do his thing? In the. Earlier than this. The I earlier than this. I think he was in like the even the teens maybe, but but that was still uh, pretty early for going that far on a plane, right? For sure. Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, in 1927, huh, he made he went from non-flight from New York to Paris, and that's not that long before 36. So. Right. Well. Um, so again, it could be implied it's much more expensive. Although if it's military flights, seeing as he's on a military mission, he may not. Yeah, have to you wouldn't have to those. pay for it at all. But I guess she would if he was sending her home. Right. Yeah. Because she's not on the same kind of contract. And she could, in theory, take a boat or something. She well, wouldn't be on the same time schedule to beat the Nazis if she was just going back to the states. Yeah. And it's been longer for me since I've seen this, but I think the only transport that I recall seeing them on is the boat that they get captured on. Um, There's that. You, after again, they you leave see Egypt, him on a Pan Am. Like, you do out to Nepal. I mean, okay. just literally, he sits down, and then you see the Nazi like lower his Life magazine to look at him and put it back uh, up, and okay. then you start seeing dotted line to wherever you were going to go. Otherwise, like the plane that they're in at the beginning of Temple of Doom is very much like a, like kind of like a military style, like like one of those big like old cargo thing. Like the one from uh, Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. Kind of, yeah, actually. <laughs> he does fly out of his very first adventure on a prop plane, but that's not, I don't think, necessarily implied because of the airline and more because he's like in the 
desert, where, yeah. or desert in the jungle where yeah. he like chartered a plane to get where he wanted to go, sort of thing. Yeah, I wonder how much of those are. I wonder how much of that is anachronism. Yeah, I would be interested to see that. Just because, like, I know that there's a lot of just like condensing for pulpishness with. Well, sure, you gotta these. get places in more than a month at a time. Yeah, I don't know. This is. I would be interested to see somebody break all that out. About how long it would actually take, and or just like what actually would have been available to him and stuff at the time, like. Yeah, I guess this is a big yeah, gap in my knowledge of where like bring a commercial bit. airlines start. Yeah, it does bring a little <laughs> bit out of the story if it's like, Indy, you must beat the Nazis to the Ark. And then like six <laughs> months later, he steps off a boat in Asia somewhere and is like, whew, I made great time. <laughs> now, to the jalopy. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, at some point, that's just the way the world worked, right? right? Like that yeah. was the fastest you could race someone across the globe. Yeah. I just love the idea Hot of him like... Balloon. Reading a book on the on the like we're making twelve knots, sir. Excellent. I'm in a race. <laughs> Goes back to reading book back to my novel. <laughs> uh, yeah, travel is a lot faster today than it ever was. Yeah, I have this mobile game that's like a like a it's a telling of uh, around the world in eighty days. Uh-huh. Um, but it's set in this like weird like steampunk like world where there's robots and stuff Absolutely. of course it is um but it's like it's excruciating how much of that how much of like that game that is supposed to be like thrilling is them sitting on a like a boat reading like <laughs> it's like i get it like sure stuff didn't happen very fast like <laughs> that's fine um, but I did decide, I was thinking about this. So I was like, he offers her $5,000. Yes. And obviously he keeps the world from being destroyed. So definitely worth whatever investment the military makes. But you get implied that he also gets paid. Like, Handsomely. He, yeah. he has the ability to say something like, hey, the military will pay you $5,000 just as expenses. But that doesn't like come out of his right. pay. Is the Im- That's not part implied. of his bounty. Right. They gave him a certain amount of cash to just get where he needed to go with the promise of additional monies and reimbursement when he gets back. That's a lush expense account. Yeah. However. Submitting your receipts later would be a butt. <laughs> <laughs> then I was thinking about it. I love that idea of just like swimming to the U-boat. And he's like, oh no, my, my receipts. receipts. <laughs> this trip is a wash. I don't even want it anymore. You can have the Ark. No. Only <laughs> God can protect me from my expense account. <laughs> Mr. Jones, we told you you needed to have a receipt for anything above $50. <laughs> In that day and age, that's a lot. Right? Yeah. yeah. $50 takes you a long way. It do. But not to Nepal. Probably not. Probably not. Um, <laughs> but then I was thinking about it, and I decided the military made out okay, because he destroys what seems to be the equivalent of, like, a B-17. Like a Nazi, destroys like a Nazi bomber, which I think no matter, and yes, we weren't in World War II yet, but uh, I think no matter what, we would have to fight that eventually, and that's probably worth it. One fewer bomber thing, yeah, probably for the best. When I looked it up, a a bomber, the most recent B-52, or B-17 I could find, which I don't think they're in production anymore, but they were longer than you would think, Yeah, was like 2.5 million to make, which would have been... wow. Roughly 240,000. I found a quote for them in 1945. Wow. So they basically make 240,000. Yeah, I mean, unless. On him destroying a plane, like, just on his own. Right. I mean, unless because we were not at war with them, we somehow had to uh, settle up. No, because all of this. It's undercover. None of this. Covert. None of this actually happened. None of them on the record. This, yeah, this thing. is the if they catch you, you disappear, and we never come looking for you. Yeah, mm-hmm. you are not an agent of the United States. Like, Your mission he, should you choose to accept. Yeah, it. yeah, I think he he is he understands that he is out on his own when he's out there. Well, I actually wouldn't be surprised. Maybe not in a total capacity, but like certain agents of the Nazis there, I imagine, are like we are not the German government. Like, Yeah, don't look at me. I'm just a man in a black hat yeah. with a melty face. That wouldn't shock me for the torturer guy. I mean, there's some, they have like yeah. a, clearly they have a division there, which uh, yeah. is doing some of the digging and stuff, but, and they're obviously clearly uniformed, but it wouldn't shock me if a number of the different, I mean, they hire an archaeologist too, who's an independent contractor, and it wouldn't shock me if that uh, torturer is off of everybody's record. He's a private citizen, if yeah. he gets caught, sort of thing. He's on the knock list. I'm a really big fan of Mission Impossible. I'm learning. <laughs> Give me an angle. We'll talk about okay, it. Okay, I'll have to think about it, though, because there's not... Well, there, 
like money involved. But it's like, you know, fake hypothetical, we give you this and you give us money, money. Yeah. Weird. We've never talked about something <laughs> like that before, Liz. I mean, it's like basically just ransom for a list of agents, and I'm not super sure how we would spin that yet. Think about it. I will, because I love that movie so hard. <laughs> so yeah, all things considered, again, there's not a lot of money here. Uh, you do get implied, he sells three, he tries to sell three pieces to get a ticket to Marrakesh before the government comes in and says, actually, you're going here, and they agree to buy him for that. So that's like $35,000 for three pieces. For a ticket to Marrakesh? Well, that's what he was going to use it for. This is like after the first scene when he loses the idol and he's like, the guy can only fence it in one place. I'm going to go head him off at the pass. And then they were like, fuck that. Go find the Ark. That's oh. more important. But I'm thinking like, now we know how much a ticket to Marrakesh costs? Well, I mean, yeah. I just more was saying, if the university, well, if I think the it's... museum was willing to buy three pieces that seemed like kind of bullshit pieces because he was wanting to come back with that idol and couldn't, like, lost it. Mm -hmm. They were just willing to buy it, no questions asked, for the equivalent of $35,000. Indiana Jones might be very wealthy yes yeah i wonder because I, I imagine that's not just like of course it's not just like a plane ticket but it's also like expenses on the ground and shit like that you know yeah, yeah so we can so, get a pumpkin the museum the i would guess is a little bit different where they just pay them for the pieces and if the trip proved to be fruitful great Good they might you. buy more pieces but if it doesn't like they're not just gonna say oh you tried here's all your expenses reimbursed i think that's just more of a the military's the willing military to do this that time is man the more we talk about this i realize that like they focused on all the the most boring parts of this movie like to elaborate on just like this like whole shadow government thing that he works for and like I feel like that's what crystal like, skull started to touch on and then it turned out to be aliens well like <laughs> But I think even, thanks George Lucas. I think spoilers, even, and for anybody who hasn't seen it, you're, you're welcome. welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I think even if even with it wind up being aliens, like I think that there is like a that's a neat like paranormal angle to like. I want to know whose job it is in the government to hire these random independent contractors to go find like secret ultra powerful weapons floating around the world. And you know, it's like they Al Pacino the from the candidate. Al Pacino. <laughs> Al Pacino's doing it. The real Al Pacino. <laughs> Al Pacino. Um I actually I wonder that a lot about like every movie that there's like a covert team of people and these these people exist in real life that are like covert teams that are like like those two Russians well, who like super Julia Child that guy. did it. Yeah, Julia Child did it, but yeah, she like, wouldn't tell anybody she did it until after <laughs> she was long dead. And then the government was like, oh, she dead now. It don't matter. She was a spy. She was a spy. Her husband was a spy. Everyone you loved was a spy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, like, those two Russian guys who, like, super murdered that one dude with plutonium in, like, yeah. a, in mm -hmm. his teacup or whatever, yep. they, like, caught them, and they were like, we don't know what you're talking about. We're just vacationing here. Well, um... In this town, no one comes to. <laughs> Saruman. Why can't I think of his name right now? Saruman? Yeah, Christopher uh, Lee. Christopher Lee, like he was an also MI6 guy. agent. Like yep. he, like oh really? Yeah. Oh yeah. That. Oh shit. No, like he and did he use his evil witch uh, magic to do it or? <laughs> yes, he closed no. all the doors. <laughs> but for like he and what's his name, James Bond author, like and Ian Fla Fleming. Fleming. Yeah, like they were James Bond, like in the forties, hmm. like interesting. And then yeah. Ian Fleming turned into like a weird like. We're a lot of rompers. <laughs> <laughs> I have the feeling that like he oh, really I see James Bond, but where like <laughs> he comes out romper. in a romper and no, you're like, no, nope, I have a feeling he and he's like Fred Mertz shaped. <laughs> I have a feeling that Ian Fleming really wanted to be like an L. Ron Hubbard type of person, but like just thought that sci-fi was boring. L. Like, Ron Hubbard wore a lot of rompers too. He did. <laughs> what up with weird like egg-shaped men in rompers? Do you think Alfred Hitchcock ever wore rompers? Probably. I think he wore them exclusively. Yeah. I like it when he was on a holiday. I like it because when I need to use the toilet, I must get entirely nude. <laughs> it unsettles my my confidence. <laughs> Into the room with me, I must use the restroom, and I wish you to witness it. <laughs> I just like the idea of someone being asked to get help unzip before they go to the restroom. I mean, like just an egg-shaped man. Just an egg-shaped man. The zipper's all down the back. Oh. Moth is in the other room making sandwiches. <laughs> I'm also going to need you to release the bottom <laughs> flap on my underpants. <laughs> uh, 
But one last thing about Christopher Lee, because uh, <laughs> apparently you didn't know this, but like I forget I what didn't. movie really it was on, but like uh, he was in some scene where somebody was getting stabbed in the back, and like they had like a a sound that they were gonna like use to base oh, the foley off. Tell of. me he did like a, that's he, not what it sounds like. He said that's not what it sounds like, and like corrected them. Oh my god! Like, <laughs> oh my gosh! I can't I wait to lose. His shit gets declassified in like ten years, and I think it's gonna be. Amazing. That's gonna be nuts. My sister once this makes me think of a totally random thing. My sister once had like a friend, I'll say, no, she in college. Repeatedly. No, who just offhandedly mentioned that something that they were eating tasted like human. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. She's like, oh, it tastes like human. And they're all like, wait, what? I'm just like, what? Uh, how's the? What time is it when you get to the movie? <laughs> <laughs> this long pig is dry. Do you think I could kill somebody? No, I'm just like accidentally, almost for sure. <laughs> <laughs> have and have. I like. I'm so. Sorry. I'm talking to me by myself. Like I think I could in like a fight or flight. Like it just happened because it's it's them. Or, I mean, I'm thinking like everybody could in that situation. I don't know if maybe. I could just like find somebody and kill them though. Not that I've been spending Wait. a lot of time thinking about the end of the world lately or anything. Oh boy, damn. but like. <laughs> I, it, it's really hard for me to imagine a situation where I just don't like roll over and give up. Like, <laughs> Fine. <take. laughs> like, and I can do prostitution with cannibals as needed. <laughs> I'm available for parties. <laughs> no, that's a 30 right joke where they're like planning for what they're going to do if the world ends. And like, they're all listing their special skills and like... <laughs> <laughs> Kenneth is like, I can talk to animals. Well, I can take commands from them. And, uh, <laughs> and like, uh, Pete's like, I'm good at archery. And Sue's like, I can do sex with cannibals as needed. <laughs> as needed. <laughs> oh. Uh, I don't think I could kill a man. I could kill a woman, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I think uh, I would be a lot better at the running and hiding uh, and maybe maybe killing someone if I wasn't. Oh, yeah, I'm very weak. I think if I, like, got into a fight with someone, they'd kill me. But I'm just saying, like, I think I could. Remember what we said yeah. about Jumanji? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Drop dead immediately. mutilated. Um, but I think I, like, in that, like, it's them or me, I could. I don't think I could, like, do a cold-blooded, like, I'm looking at a somebody spy through murder? a scope. Yeah, yeah, or I put poison in there, whatever. I could maybe poison a person. Yeah, well, statistically, yes. And as I'm a woman. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I mean, like, I think about poisoning, like, you don't have to, you don't have to stay and watch them die. I mean, yeah, it is if the life leaving their eyes a, that makes it harder, but I still I don't am. think I could. Although if you're a good supervillain, you do stick around until you make sure that they're like, they're dead. Cause otherwise they yes. will come back in the sequel. And on the off chance. Well, it's not good enough for a queen and country for you to just leave with it. Maybe done. Right. So yeah, right. off, you have to stay there and if watch. If you don't stay there and watch, you at least don't tell them what you're going to do when you leave the room <laughs> after your henchmen do it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think that, like, the circumstances we've talked about, I could maybe kill a person if my own life was in immediate danger or someone that I loved's life was in immediate danger. So not to do this to you. Damon, sure. What about me? I have to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> I meant that as a joke, and then I was like, no, I'm not going to let it I off. Know. I want to know. <laughs> I think I could, I think I if it, it was, no, like, I just... no, I think my, like, core people of friends, you'd be in there. I could kill a man for you. Aww. I feel pretty Thanks, confident Liz. saying that. That's very nice of you. As, as a, I'm very off-put by this entire conversation. Assuming that like it will never come up, I feel very confident saying that. <laughs> yeah. Cool, I've got a list for you, Liz. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. This uh, guy was mean to me in sixth I grade. I absolutely and... hide a body. I don't know that I could be a part of the murder. <laughs> That's fair. That's still a useful skill. Yeah. I can do sex with cannibals as needed. <laughs> <laughs> still definitely uh, you know, a, a thing you would get it's a crime you're doing. You're doing a crime. You are doing a crime. But I don't know that I could kill a man. I think, um, yeah, I would set traps a lot, probably, if we were the end of the world. I'd set a lot of traps. <laughs> that you would wind up walking into I would into walk into it. all of them. <laughs> you know, like uh, Sideshow Bob walking into rakes? Yep. That would be me and my traps. <laughs> I watched Castaway. It was on TV the other day, and I watched it, and I went, nope. Five <laughs> minutes in, it. I'd be like, would well. Be dead. <laughs> Sunstroke. Done. I'm out. I think my, like, best my case scenario. Function. <laughs> <laughs> My best case scenario is probably one to being a motor boy is like Bullet Boy. So. <laughs> Witness me. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think we can wrap this one up. Uh, yeah. The world ends, I feel like, 
uh, whatever's fastest, you know? <laughs> Probably uh, what ended the world. Yeah, I mean, whatever ended the world, I hope it just ends me too. <laughs> we live in a metropolis. Let's just bank on that. Yeah. I was going to say, if there's a zombie apocalypse, the, the three of us, as we do live in a city, we're not getting out. Like, the density of people is too high. Nukes. I mean, there's really Honestly, nothing we, we get out of. Yeah, like, the, the benefits of living in a city only extend as far as everybody decides to stay civil about it. <laughs> the second that there's, like, any kind of, like, worldwide disaster, the density of people alone will be the reason that we're dead. <laughs> yep. Like, uh, did you ever read Station Eleven? I don't actually know. Uh, it's about a, like, worldwide flu epidemic that, like, wipes out most of the population yeah, and so it's like <laughs> well but it's like about um it's uh, more uplifting than that i would assume but it's about like civilization rebuilding and like getting it's about before as it strikes and I then later when it's this. yeah and yeah. it's like they're like um they're like a traveling they're a, band, they're right? a traveling theater troupe yeah they're, and they're a troupe. like That's what I was about to survival's say. not enough and they like yeah. they quote star trek a lot but um it makes me think about that of like the Everybody who's in the city is like, oh, well, well. And everybody who's like not immediately in the city might have a shot. Anyway, so you want to move? <laughs> <laughs> to a compound. To a compound. I've started Boundary a religion. <laughs> Let's go. Yay. Um, anything else we want to say about Indiana Jones, Nazis, or worldwide plagues? No. I just think he's very wealthy. Probably. Probably. And I uh, have a lot of fan fiction right now. Like sexy fan fiction. I mean, in parts. I, that's what I was worried <laughs> about because there are like his classes implied a bunch of coeds who really want him. Yeah, duh. Look at him. No, Indiana Jones doesn't have time for that. Timmy's got this wistful look <laughs> in his eyes. He He's only got I, time for me. I really <laughs> want to read this fanfic now. He only has time for the adventure. <laughs> the adventure. All these ladies. Just yeah. like, ooh. Then well, one like, in no. three of his girlfriends wind up being a Nazi. So that is correct. He's not ever girlfriends with Kate Blanchett. No, she was a Soviet. She a Nazi in her own way. <laughs> we're all Nazis at home. <laughs> no, we're not. I'm so I sorry. I don't know how many times I have to say this. I am unequivocally <laughs> anti-Nazi. I am uh, pro-melting Nazi faces. Yes. Hashtag melt Nazi faces. Yeah. I think I'm good with that. I don't want to murder anybody, but no, I'm if gonna the use Ark of the Covenant, <coughs> Covenant do yeah. it. I'm going to use the supernatural powers uh, bestowed within the Ark of the Covenant. Did you ever see that this? Mythbusters where they created like an Ark of the Covenant, and if you touched it, you got zapped real hard. <laughs> no, like they they electrified it, and they were like, it's going to give you a pretty good shock, and it like shocked a guy bad enough that it like gave him burns, and they were like, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> God really doesn't. God uh, turned our amps up to eleven. Whoops, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Is this thing on? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's like they made like a an arc between the two little, little sphinxy things yeah. on the top. Yeah. So is an arc on the arc? The arc. There's sirens. Arc A R C of the Covenant. Yes. Or harpies. They are harpies. Harpies. Yeah. It's rude to say about women. When they have wings and talons. <laughs> I have lots of talons. <laughs> I can sing. <laughs> I can dance. <laughs> After so, all, Miss, this is France. <laughs> like harpies sing. I don't know, man. That's sirens. Yeah. Yeah, they can sing if they want to. Don't limit them. They just don't make hypnotism sing. Uh, the answer is no. We don't have anything more to say. Okay. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to Make Believe Money. I've been Liz. I've been Damon. I've been Dan. As always, please rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, your podcatcher of choice. Uh, email us with your thoughts, feelings, and anti-Nazi sentiments at makebelievemoneypodcast at gmail.com. Or if you get an idea of what we can do for Mission Impossible. Yeah, yeah, if you could think of a Mission Impossible thing, because I am so into that movie. Maybe if we could even just talk about how expensive it would be to make explosive gum, that would be pretty cool. I don't know, but I could try to find that. It's just like a stick of gum, and you mash the sides together, and Emilio Estevez says, it'll go boom, but don't chew it. Oh, I was about to say, I think oh, it's just so it's flavorless just a bomb. plastic explosive. <laughs> it is plastic explosive, but like you don't have, there's no trigger, it's just too, like compounds it's the yeah it's yeah. like the Touch same each other it's like the same as that paste that makes boats float on the water when you cut at the middle of them what's that tape you know what i'm talking about oh, the stuff the that fixes the mugs seal? yes the sealant not flex seal the other one that's like they make mug handles out of it and it's like green and white and you like cut it and you mush epoxy it. yeah but it's like epoxy but Let's they end this episode anyway okay um <laughs>
uh thanks as always to charlie miller for her music please catch her on spotify um because she could use some listens it's great uh and we will catch you next time on make believe money maybe i'll have it more together next time probably not okay bye nazis 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 <laughs> <laughs>